Welcome back to the Future is Green podcast. Today we'll be answering all of your most asked questions. Sit back and listen as we chat about the founding of FIG, our favorite fitness classes, and much more fun. Our first question is, what inspired you to create FIG and how did you agree upon a mission statement? Well, that's a great question. Lydia, why don't you go first? Okay. I would say that we were inspired to create FIG because we met in a health and fitness setting at at a local gym when we were in college and kind of just took it from there. So it was a very organic start. I think something that sets us apart and it has from the beginning, Lydia and I were very focused on having all of our information be at least relatively sourced from scholarly sources and promoting evidence-based research to have information that builds confidence in our listeners was really critical to us from the beginning. And not only does it differentiate us from other health and wellness podcasts and other endeavors, I think, it also, I feel like, has taught us so much. If nothing else, we have learned about so many different areas and we've been able to just meet such incredible people. Absolutely. I think the mission statement is very simple, but the the effectiveness of it speaks volumes. And really, truly, the fig difference is that we are backed by that evidence-based research. And if it weren't that way, anyone could replicate what we're doing. But because we have that foundation of scientific evidence, we're really taking it to the next level. And that's something that we're extremely proud of. And it does take a lot of hard work to find adequate sources, but it's an extra step that we definitely want to take because it's what makes us us. And I think the mission statement just boils down to who we are as people. We both really care about our own health, the health of other individuals, and also planetary health. Totally agree. What do you think the future of fake looks like? This is a great question. There are so many roads that can lead from where we are right now. I hope to eventually see FIG in some type of like capital endeavor. I think Lydia and I are both very entrepreneurial individuals and that would be exciting in the future. Just getting people excited about wellness, I think that's the future. And even if it's not FIG related, just spreading the message. For sure. I think Getting as many people involved and reaching as many people as we can is definitely the goal. Of course, more listeners is always something we want. We just want to share our message. But then just as Ireland said, I really would love to see this become a brand. I think Fig has the ability to be something larger than a podcast. So I really look forward to what that might look like pretty soon and in the later future as well. The future is green. Absolutely. So Lydia, what does your dream day entail? Ooh, that's a tough question, but that's a good one. I would say, wow, uh, it would definitely depend on where I was. I guess I'll just keep it more realistic. So being in Miami, a dream day here would probably be waking up, going to SoulCycle and Brickle. And then right afterwards, going to a core power yoga class and then walking down the block and getting Pura Vita for breakfast because I'm actually obsessed. 
um, probably then coming home, showering, going to have a beach day, and then finishing off with like dinner and drinks with my roommates and some friends. How about you, Ireland? First, I was going to ask if Pura Vida was going to be included, and I'm glad to hear it is. <laughs> that definitely sounds like a dream day in the sun. I think mine right now, and again, depending on where I am, but in a perfect world, I'm in La Jolla in San Diego. I wake up. I go for a nice walk on the beach. I surf. I see the seals, and I have a margarita to end the day off. I think that would be my most dream day. I love that we both ended with margs. I think I said drinks, but definitely I'm envisioning like a spicy marg. So yes. cheers to that. Cheers to eighty twenty. Oh, yes. Do you work out every day? If yes, what types of exercise and for how long? Yes, I love this question. So I share my Apple Watch data with a few people, Ireland included, and there's definitely a pretty – I would say consistent pattern of I do work out every day, but she sees this and I see it for both of us. Like we do incorporate rest days. I would say my rest days right now are not planned. It's not like a, oh, every Sunday I don't work out. Like it's not like that. But naturally, I just try to really listen to my body. And if there's a day where I'm feeling really stiff or really tired, I just won't go and do a really strenuous exercise that I would typically plan to do. So, Do I work out every day? Usually, yes. But if I need a rest day, no big deal. I allow myself to have it. On days where I am exercising, right now my exercise exercises of choice would definitely be SoulCycle. I do a yoga sculpt at Core Power Yoga. Um, Walking, running. Tried to mix in a little bit of swimming now that I'm down here in warmer weather. Some strength training, like with free weights, with um, um at the gym on my own, and then I like the Melissa Wood Health Pilates videos. So I really do a mix of everything, but I would say cardio and strength training are probably my top two. And for how long? So a Soul Cycle class is forty five, fifty minutes. If it's Soul Survivor, it's sixty. Core Power Yoga is always sixty. Um, the Melissa Wood Health videos range anywhere from 10 to 60 minutes. And then for lifting on my own, I usually shoot for around 30 minutes. That's a great answer. And I loved your emphasis on the intuitive rest. I think that's so important. And we talked about this, which will be in an upcoming episode, but being able to break from a schedule and just adjust and listen to your body, I think is so important. And so kudos for you for harnessing in on that. Yeah, absolutely. That rest is really crucial to success and just for your me- like your mental health. Like you don't need to beat yourself up for missing one workout. But even honestly, I would say this is an important note too. Some days I might have had it penciled in on my calendar like, "Oh, it's going to be a run day." But if I wake up and I'm like, "Ugh, I'm really not feeling a run." Like it's okay to change the plan and do something a little less intense and maybe choose a walk or like a slow yoga flow instead. So that's really flex. That's like a different form of flexibility that I think we both utilize. I'm so with you on that. I put on my to-do list for today that I wanted to run after yoga this morning and I finished yoga and my knee was really bothering me. So I said, okay, I'm just going to walk to Starbucks, get my tea, make those adjustments, listen to your body because at the end of the day, if you're trying to run on empty, 
you will not succeed. You just won't. Your muscles need that rest. So listen to it. Go with your intuition. 100%. So Ireland, for you to answer this question, do you work out every day? And what does that look like for you in terms of form of exercise? Because I guess we've kind of covered that you follow, I would say, my same kind of schedule with not having a planned rest day, but definitely if you need it, you get it. Absolutely. I would say I try to incorporate movement of some type at least every day. I have never, especially with walks, I think just being outside and in nature, I have never come back from a walk and regretted it. I know I'm so much happier once I get out and I'm moving and grooving. On a typical day to yoga, really getting back into it. So I'm doing yoga almost every morning. It starts my day off. I get to connect with my mind and body in a very unique way. Um, And it's also low impact, which I like and I feel like I'm using different muscle groups and it's restorative movement for me. I also do HIIT classes. Lydia and I, (laughs) that's where we met, ISI. (laughs) So it's a combination of HIIT and strength training and I do that a few times a week and then I love a good walk, running. It really depends on the day. I really just go with like what my body is telling me to do, but I definitely try and get some type of movement in every day. No, that's so great. And yes, a special place in our hearts for ISI forever because that is where we met. So essentially that is where Fig was birthed. So soft spot for ISI. <laughs> it is March. So what are some of your March must-haves, Lydia? Okay. Well, we're only six days in, but March, for me, March is a, is a special month. It's my birthday month. We always joke in my family that it's a whole month affair because I feel like the second that we flip the calendar, I'm like, hey, you guys know what month it is. So I don't really live it down. But aside from, you know, planning some birthday shenanigans and looking at maybe products or venues for that kind of stuff, I think some March favorites for me recently have definitely been I've still been pushing the noon hydration tablets that'll probably come up every single month. We're not sponsored, but we should be. I love the lemon lime and the strawberry, I think, lemonade flavor. Um, I just ran <laughs> the three or five half marathon yesterday, so I've been pushing electrolytes like crazy trying to recover. So that's been a great, a great help. Um, go macro bars still are a favorite. I love the heartwarming chocolate chip flavor. And then at the grocery store, actually, I recently found these things called, I believe it's crepini. Um, but it's like prepackaged crepes, but they're made from eggs and cauliflower. And it's like eight calories and zero carbs per crepe, which, you know, I don't really count macros, but if you do, like that's those are those are pretty great, great numbers. But they're very tasty and they're like, I can't have gluten. So they're gluten and dairy free, obviously contains egg. It's like the only ingredient, but I have really been loving having that like for breakfast um, with like some vegan cream cheese and locks and like rolling it up that way or even doing like um, a PB and J on it. It's just a really good, like light little snack and it's very customizable. So I've been loving that. Um, Yeah, I think otherwise, like, products I think have been pretty much the same. I haven't added anything super new into the routine. But, yeah, how about you, Ireland? Some recent products, 
I've been using those Bala bangles. So I flip between Yoga Sculpt at Core Power and Core Power 2. And I like to use the bangles for the Core Power 2 because I feel like it adds a little bit of strength training and it's consistent. And they're only two pounds on um, each arm. They sell one pound and two pounds. And fun fact, they have a studio actually in Soho and... If you're in the area, you should definitely check it out because they also teach classes. It's amazing. Another March favorite, college basketball. Mm -hmm. I am so excited for this month. I live for this month and it's just the best thing in the world. Um, I'm heading home this week to go to the Big East tournament. Shout out Providence. Hope they can kill it. Some other favorites. I don't feel like it's specific to March, but I'll just name a few. Um, Mountain Valley Spring Water. <laughs> it's like in that green glass bottle. It's like my favorite water. <laughs> oh, I do like that. It's green for fig. And after having Dr. Cohen on the pod, I feel like I'm inclined to go for the glass bottled water now. Same exact wave. I can't really think of anything else too crazy. I think, you know what? This actually speaks volumes that we've just been using such great products so consistently that we didn't really have to switch it up too crazily in March, but... I have one more. Ooh, what? Okay, it's this bagel called Better Bagel, I believe. And I am a huge bagel girl. I'm from Jersey. Like, my bagel standards are pretty high. And I have to also say there's a fireplace here in Chapel Hill. It's Brandwine's Bagels. And they're actually very good. Like, I go every Sunday and do locks. But this company called Better Bagel, they sell them at Whole Foods. They're frozen. Definitely not the same caliber as Jersey, but I can live with it. And they have 25 and 26 grams of protein, depending on the flavor you get. It's phenomenal. And I'll put on like some dairy-free cream cheese and it kind of reminds me of home. So that's been a recent favorite. So I did have to include that one. I've actually heard of those on, I think on like an Instagram ad or something. They're pretty good. I got the everything bagel ones. What is it like having one host in Florida and one in North Carolina? Well, this is the best long-distance relationship I've ever been a part of. (laughs) Me too. Honestly, it's really not all that challenging. I think initially I was a little bit apprehensive just because we did start the podcast by filming together in person in a studio at school, and I really loved that experience. Like It was really fun to physically be in the same room and, I don't know, bounce off the energy, but... I don't think we lost anything doing it this way. Um, We're on a platform where we can still see each other face-to-face virtually. So the energy's there. The sound quality has been A-OK. And I don't know. I think just like Ireland said, like this relationship really is something special because we're not only friends, but we're involved in this podcast. So it's something that we take very seriously. So having that clear, consistent communication has been a total game changer. Shout out to you because everything seems to happen so organically. Yes, a lot of things are planned out, but a lot of things it's just like, I do this, Lydia does that, and it really works. And we're also great at delegating with each other, setting up tasks, and it just honestly works out so well. And kudos to technology because we're able to do this but nothing has changed super drastically besides not being physically with each other yeah for sure no ireland's a great co-host i totally agree with the whole delegating thing um 
it's it's almost kind of like we do it with like I said we have clear communication we are 100% do but it's almost like we communicate so well that we don't even have to communicate about everything because like I know if I'm not doing it already she probably did it or she's planning to do it and it'll just be like a check-in text like hey are you are you doing this night oh yeah already drafted it's like oh perfect like we're, we're just always on it so honestly the distance is only felt if we would become distant with one another with one another by not talking or not being clear so the distance has not been an issue i never see it being an issue yeah that's agreed pretty much (laughs) dream team (laughs) exactly okay so lydia what is the most fulfilling part of creating and co-hosting a podcast and lifestyle brand wow um I would say the most fulfilling part about this whole experience so far and creating the podcast has been really seeing our hard work, you know, turn into something tangible and see other people interacting with it and sharing it and enjoying it and learning from it. I think a lot of projects that are kind of similar to this have been, in my experience, only completed for school. So it's like, all right, I make one like fake podcast episode, submit it my teacher listens to it I get a grade it's over and I forget about it but this is like something that hopefully is going to be a part of our lives for a really long time and I really try to make it you know really a quality product so I definitely feel fulfilled every episode we make we take seriously take our time on it so it's been really exciting to see uh the fruits of our labor essentially (laughs) How about you, Ireland? I 100% agree. We really, I think, go the extra mile with everything from show notes to making sure all of our sources are properly cited and including all of that. It's pretty much like the most fun academic-related project I think I've ever been involved in because it really is a passion project at the core. I would say the most fulfilling part is just getting to build on these personal and academic-related interests and cultivating it in a way that Lydia and I are both very creative individuals and getting to put this information out in a creative manner I think is really rewarding. And just meeting other people and like hearing their story and gaining so much new information has been very fulfilling. Absolutely. I was going to say that too. I think we've met so many amazing people on Instagram and having those new relationships have really inspired us to tap into different academic and scientific uh, fields of interest for us and then also kind of have like changed and challenged the way that we view things and think about things so just expanding our community has been a really fulfilling part we, we love meeting people we have so many guests on the podcast so many more lined up for all of you to listen to soon so yeah we're very grateful for the fig community and look forward to meeting more people soon It's so exciting and it's so amazing that individuals and companies are taking a chance on us, essentially. We have some wonderful projects and guests continued to be lined up. I think they see the potential in FIG and for them to take a chance on us reinforces that we're doing this, we love this, and I think it can be something really big in the future. Yeah, I think that's something that really hits home for me and makes me feel even kind of like emotional is that I'm really happy that people are noticing our hard work and noticing us and taking interest because at the end of the day, we are still pretty small, but we're powerful, we're mighty, and we have a lot of 
great information to share and we have a message that reaches a lot of people and can do good. So having people with larger followings and these companies and brands taking that essentially risk on us means so much and it's just more motivation on our end. We want, we're never going to stop. We're just going to keep going. Never settle. Never. What is your spirit animal, Lydia? <laughs> okay I always go back and forth because my like dream pet is a finger monkey you would so have one I think technically they're called like marmoset monkeys they're very tiny they like fit in your palm they wear little diapers they're adorable but I don't know if that's like my spirit in an animal I think it's just like I would have one but I always feel like I have to share that because like I maybe spirit animal though I always say my answer is a kangaroo because I really like I envision them just being really happy and like bouncing around and kind of like super energetic. Um, I feel like from dancing, I always envision myself jumping around. Um, And my mom always jokes that I'm like the energizer bunny because I'm literally never tired and I just like go and do stuff and could keep going all day. I have to like really, really force myself to choose to stop and like take a nap or like call it quits on the day. So Definitely a kangaroo because I think they have a lot of energy and are just, like, fun. (laughs) What's yours? Maybe a trip to Australia is in your future. Maybe. (laughs) Mine would have to be a seal. I actually – I had mentioned La Jolla before, but La Jolla is probably one of my top two favorite places in the whole world. It has a special place to my heart. I spent – a lot of summers out there growing up and still continue to go out there occasionally, but they have seals everywhere. And I will literally just sit, like they have one spot, it's called La Jolla Cove. I could sit there for hours just watching the seals. I don't know what it is. They're very entertaining to me. And I think I would definitely be a seal, like a semi-aquatic individual, (laughs) which I feel like I am. I like my time in the water and out of the water. So I feel like I relate to a seal the most. It sounds like we need a fig trip to La Jolla Cove to see the seals. Agreed. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. What was the hardest thing you have ever done and how did you persevere through it? One of the hardest things I did when I was younger, my dad is very into races and he always did a lot of triathlons. And I did my first triathlon when I was 11 years old as part of a relay. So I didn't do all three parts, but still like for an 11 year old, that was a little intense. And I actually had fallen off my bike during, (laughs) during the bike portion I was doing. Um, (laughs) my dad was right with me. He helped me up. I was a little scraped up. It was all good though. Got back on the bike and finished. And in the moment I was like, oh my gosh, I'm out. You know, (laughs) I'm not meant to continue, but push through and it was very rewarding. And to share that with my dad was very special. What about you, Lydia? It's a great story. Honestly, I mean, I think objectively, I would say yesterday. So for those who don't know, I think I did mention it a tiny bit earlier, but I ran a half marathon yesterday and I did not train for it. So that was pretty challenging. I would say I'm in pretty good shape. So like the running wasn't too bad and I, the breathing was fine. I, you know, I was running at ISI. I like to go on runs for leisure in the neighborhood here now, but 
I'm never tracking 13.1 miles on like an afternoon run. That's just like not something I'm going out and doing. Um, so the whole run was really great because it was so scenic. And I think I had the adrenaline pumping through me the entire time being like, okay, I have to finish, I have to finish. Uh, around mile 10 is where I really feel felt the mind games kicking in and had to, you know, find some internal <laughs> motivation to persevere through it. I think it was like, but definitely was a mind game thing because my body at that point was kind of on like the runner's high mode. Like I was like, all right, I feel good. Like, yeah, my feet hurt, but like, I'm not thinking about it. It was more of a mind thing where I was like, wow, like I still have to run a 5k. And like, that's kind of crazy, but persevering through it, I was able to do it just by thinking about how far I had already ran and how close I was to the finish line. Um, And then also, I am a huge fan of Joe DeSena, and I can thank Ireland for that. She really put me on to him. He has a great podcast called Spartan Up, and I did one of his Spartan races in November. And I think just the energy of the – I don't know what the word would be. Maybe – like the race coordinators or the, just like the staffing that they have at the Spartan race, their energy is really unmatched. And some of the messages they shared prior to the Spartan race really stuck with me. And I feel like I kind of like heard those while I was questioning myself at the 10th mile of the half marathon. And when I finished, it was like the happiest moment ever. I just felt so proud of myself. So you can do a lot of things. Your mind tries to trick you into thinking you can't, but you can do it. Your mind will give up so much quicker than your body ever will. No, for sure. And a huge congratulations again to Lydia. Lydia talks the talk and walks the walk quite literally. <laughs> Thank you, I. <laughs> and I was listening to that episode actually today with the 12-hour walk. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved something he said. He said a lot of people want the tens in life, but they won't hit the ones like they're not willing to accept the ones and those low moments which you need the ones to get to a 10 no exactly and I think too like when I was listening to that um I mean I've listened to that episode specifically multiple times just because I I really like it but I think one of the first times I listened to it and I heard that line it kind of reminded me of the idea that like everyone says social media is a highlight reel and it's so true because everyone's social media is posting their tens no one's really being real posting the ones and I think with time once we get um more established i think that's something that me and ireland are both probably willing and wanting to do we want to be as real and as authentic as possible so showing that yes of course we aim strive for the tens but we're human we're gonna have the ones too so the more we can share of that and connect with you all is so important to us so definitely we've had our fair share of ones and we're gonna share them (laughs) absolutely and although everything might not be on camera, I think we're definitely willing to verbalize our ones. I'll share one from tonight. I was in yoga. I was going for a crow pose. Nine out of ten times, I can do it. Nope, not tonight. Fell straight on my face. That's okay. You get up. You move on. Yeah. It so happens. there is my one for today. Exactly. <laughs> okay. If you could be the CEO of any company, what company would you choose? Well, Fig, of course. <laughs> If you could be the CEO of another Another company, company. what company? Hmm. Okay, I would say Essentia Water because it's literally my favorite. But as CEO, I would make a healthy shift to glass bottles. That's incredible. (laughs) How about you? If I could be the CEO of any company, it would probably be... 
I really like Liquid Death. Ooh. Yeah. I think that would be mine. That's I'm a looking good at one. a can right now for inspo, but such a great idea. Like not only is it like sustainable packaging and decent tasting water, but the mission I I I mean correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the mission kind of like um you can use it as like um an alcoholic like an alcohol alternative so like you blend into a space and you don't feel like exiled if you're not drinking alcohol it blends in like it looks like a beer so you're not like bombarded yeah Yeah. that's I think that's great they had them at Lala and they had like a PR event and it was so well done everyone on the liquid death team could not have been nicer we got tattoos of like skulls all over our arms and everything Okay, if you had a warning label, what would yours say? My sister clowns me all the time for having like a million food allergies and just, you know, whatever. She calls me health nut. So maybe that would be my warning label, health nut. I like that one though. Yeah. (laughs) What's your label? (laughs) If I had a warning label, it would say, I don't play games. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Okay, what was your first job, Lydia? Oh, that's a fun one. Okay, I was actually a lifeguard. That was my first job. I had it mm, sophomore year of high school up until uh, my senior year of high school. Did you ever have to jump in to save anyone? I did, yes. Um, I won't, Without exposing names, cause I don't even remember his name, but... At the pool that I worked at, we did birthday parties, and so there was, like, a really huge inflatable obstacle course, and I think the end of it was, like, a slide. and The slide emptied out into about three feet of water, but where you started the course was, like, eight feet, so you had to pass the deep um, and, like, swim test to get on to the obstacle course. So the swim test was, like, you jump into the deep end, which is, like, 12 feet, and you swim to the other side, and it's very short. It was probably, like... 50 meters, maybe less, whatever. Um, so a family came in and it was like a younger brother's birthday, but the older brother was like, oh, like, do I have to do the swim test? Because, you know, like, I'm older, like, they're kids, whatever. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, if you want to go on the obstacle course, you're going to have to do it. So, like, he says that to me. So I'm thinking, like, obviously this kid can swim because he didn't even want to take the test. Well, no, that sh- maybe that should have been a-, a sign actually in reverse. He jumps in and immediately starts drowning, like full-fledged drowning. Oh, my gosh. So I did have to save him, but that was my only save. <laughs> That's terrifying, yeah. but glad you were there to step in. Of course. <laughs> what was your first job? I was going to say I don't think this really counts, but it definitely does because I was getting paid I was a child actress when I was younger, so I guess that, but that never felt like work um, (laughs) because it was just fun. But I guess my first like more real job would be working at a restaurant. One day, it was like freshman year in the spring, I walked around to all the businesses in my town, at least like a good amount of them with a resume I made and printed out and I asked them if like they needed any help and sure enough a restaurant took me up and I still actually will work there like if they ever need covers or something and and I'm home I love working there I love the people I work with it's great so that was my first job job at 15. 
That's so fun. I love the hustle from day one with the resume. That's the big difference, guys. You know, we're not doing a digital resume. We're going to level up, come in person with a paper copy. We are both very big. All Okay. We're sustainable, but we also, I think, both really value, like, handwritten cards, like, personal physical items. Of course. I think it just is super tied into the idea of going the extra mile because I know getting – you know, snail mail essentially is becoming very antiquated. So when you do get a piece of personalized mail, it's all the more special. It's so exciting too. I love getting fun mail and not bills in the oh, mail. Yeah, so. no, same. <laughs> do you collect anything? Okay, so I actually do. <laughs> I have two sets of quarters of all the states. So you can buy these like <laughs> – quarter sleeves I guess I would call them from Amazon and then you just fill in with the quarters of the different states and I got really into this probably when I was like 16 or 17 I filled both books up and it's something I don't think about often but that is something I collected that's so cool (laughs) very random but I for a long time when I was like a lot younger collected keychains but that kind of died off. I also think I had a really short phase of snow globes. I would say anymore. I don't really collect anything. We're just Oh, actually, you know what? No, my mom would listen to this and totally argue. I collect sweatshirts. Oh, 1000%. Yeah, I have a whole closet in my house at home in Pennsylvania that's actually only full of sweatshirts. Oh my god. I, I can't possibly wear all of them, like, but I also can't part with them because they're all significant in some way. Like, I got them on a college tour, I got them on vacation, or I got them in a cool restaurant. Like, I just can't get rid of them. I feel like sweatshirts have stories with they them, do. too. So, can I ask you about the keychain? Yes. When you say keychains, you were trying to fill up a keychain. Like, what kind of keychains are we talking about? No, like, like very cute ones. Like, I would go – actually, I'm thinking of one right now. In Paris, I got one that was, like, three pink, like, macaroons and had, like, a little charm that had the Eiffel Tower and, like, an L on it. So it was, like, decorative keychains. Um, and I never put, like, keys on it or anything. Like, I just had a huge lanyard and I would clip all of the keychains to it and have it hanging on a command hook in my closet. Wow. Okay, and for our last question, aside from necessities, what one thing could you not go a day without? Okay, well, I'm going to call my phone a necessity for, like, safety communication purposes. So one thing I could not go a day without – this is kind of embarrassing, but, like, coffee – I'm seriously hooked on caffeine. Like, I can not go one day without coffee anymore. The form could change. Like, it could be hot coffee. It could be cold brew. It could be my go-to, like, latte or ice shake and espresso, whatever. But, like, I have to get some form of caffeine from coffee in my day or it probably would not be a great day. (laughs) Caffeine queen. Yeah. (laughs) I would probably say chapstick or aquaphor more specifically i'm a big honestly chapstick and hand cream Mm. those are two items i bring with me everywhere so i know that's two i guess i would 
say just on the it's a hydrating balm it's fine it's a- yeah <laughs> the theme of moisturizing yeah. well that was very fun that was so fun i hope we answered most of your questions and we also did share of course some ones that we just thought were fun for the pod but we love getting to kick back and just chat and be real with you that's what fig's all about we want to you know promote health and wellness through evidence-based research but we also want to get to know you our listeners and we want you guys to know us and be a big fig fam i like that the fig family well thank you so much again for listening this was very fun and looking forward to our next episode (laughs) 